During this past month, I have attended or led eight different funerals. It's a rather large amount for that period of time. It's not even counting others that occurred here at St. Joe's that I wasn't able to attend or were uh, led by other priests. Uh, Death is one of the most common things uh, that I encounter as a priest or in priestly ministry, or at the very least, ministering to those close to death and praying with their families after death. As difficult as those moments are, and sometimes they occur quite frequently, they are among probably the most blessed times of my priesthood. They're difficult, yes, but they're very faith-filled moments. And it can be quite beautiful to be with a family, praying with someone at their deathbed, and escorting them to God with their prayers. Death is often one of the most sorrowful things that we encounter in life. It doesn't even take a lot of experience of being around death to know that it is a very, very difficult thing for a family to go through or for an individual to go through with someone that they love or that they care about. There's often a great deal of grief that comes from it, mainly born out of the separation that now is evident uh, from those that we love quite dearly. And it can often leave a void in many people's lives, especially when that death is so unexpected. Death, brothers and sisters, is merely the separation of our bodies from our souls. Our bodies are here on the earth, but our souls are judged by Almighty God in heaven. The interesting thing is, this state of living, this state of existence, is unnatural to us. Because our bodies and souls are meant to be together. They are meant to be united. Death only entered the picture because of the sin of Adam and Eve. That was the very first consequence of their sin in the garden. So we do know that God did not create death, as we heard in our first reading. Death is not something that is willed or desired by God. It happened because of Adam and Eve's rejection of God's love. And if we want maybe a picture of what it would have been like if Adam and Eve hadn't sinned, if death hadn't entered the picture, we get a little bit of a glimpse in the assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary, who was taken into heaven both body and soul. We get a little glimpse of what that might look like if Adam and Eve hadn't sinned. That would be something along those lines of what Mary was able to experience. Mary did not die like you or I. Our bodies and souls are separated at death. Mary's was not. For many centuries, though, all throughout the Old Testament, death had a sense of finality to it. Yes, the Jews believed in an afterlife, and there would be some type of reunification with loved ones, but they didn't have the clearest meaning of what that entail. There was a continuation of life after death, yes, with loved ones, but it wasn't necessarily thought of as heavenly bliss, as we might understand it. They knew a little bit about it, but not everything. And in time, a lot of people began to only see the sorrow that was associated with death, as if that was the only thing that there was when it comes to death. But in our gospel today, and really all throughout the gospels, we see Jesus directly transforming death. This miracle that he performs today is a sign that he is about to transform death from something that is purely sorrowful into something that can be hopeful for us. 
Death is that gateway to heaven. That's what Christ allowed it to be. It allowed it to be the pathway for us for a full eternity spent with God. The only way that we can get there is by dying first, just as he did. Just as our Lord died for us, he he was our forerunner in death even. That is our way for us to enter eternal life. And his entire ministry on earth was to defeat Satan and to defeat death. He came to rob death of the power that it had had since the days of Adam and Eve. And the miracle that we heard about in this gospel, this raising of this young girl, is the beginning of Christ's ministry to transform death. He raises her from the dead. It's one of the earliest miracles in the entire gospel of Mark. And I think the reason that it's placed there, not just chronologically, but because Mark wanted to show that from the very beginning, Christ meant to transform, to destroy, and to defeat death. This was a miracle directly against death. And it would seem that this could be the greatest miracle that someone could ever accomplish, right? Raising someone from the dead. But as we know, the Gospels culminate with Christ's ultimate defeat of death on the cross and in the empty tomb, where he didn't just raise someone else from the dead. It's one thing for someone who is alive to bring someone who's dead back to life, where he who was dead rose on his own to life. That's an even greater miracle than what we experience in this gospel today. For someone who is dead to come back to life on their own without anyone else's assistance, that's the greatest miracle you could ever think of. And so it is because of this that in the verse during our Alleluia, we prayed our Savior Jesus Christ destroyed death and brought life to light through the gospel. Christ destroyed the power of death to permanently separate us from those who we love. It destroyed its power to end our lives entirely. And so even at every funeral, while we might grieve in that separation from our loved ones is very real and that sorrow is quite tangible, we know that there is more to the picture than just that. Because Christ holds out that possibility of eternal life for each and every one of us. Death is not the end. Just as it was not the end for this girl in the gospel, death did not have to have the last word. It is the same for us. This young girl in the gospel, her life was changed, not ended. And ironically, those very words make up part of the funeral mass. At the preface, before the Holy Holy, the priest says, indeed, for your faithful Lord, life is changed, not ended. Our lives after death uh, are merely different way of existing as opposed to what we were before. And at every funeral, we gather as people who mourn but have hope because of the person of Jesus Christ. By defeating death, Christ allows us to gather in hope as opposed to purely mourning. Christ gave death its fullest meaning as a gateway to eternal life. He transformed it from the ultimate defeat, shame, and separation to a necessary way for us to be with God forever. So today maybe we can ask ourselves, what is our attitude toward death? And how can Christ transform it for us? And we have the courage to, to reject sin, the origin of all death, and embrace the new life that God offers us. 
and make Christ who conquered, transformed, and defeated death while on the, clock, on the cross, lead us and those who have gone before us into life eternal.